This is Byron Lambert reporting live from the Senior Bowl. This is Roster Watch live on ESPN Radio Austin. I'm here with Vic Rucci, Senior Editor, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Vic, nice to ha- nice to have you on, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's great to be with you. Well, we just wanted to take some time as our, our folks back in Austin are always interested in Colt McCoy. He's a beloved former Longhorn. Right. And uh, we had Scott P- uh, Patrack on our show earlier in the year who had expressed some concern about Colt McCoy's prospects, what they'd seen his rookie year. Um, we were obviously hoping to see him take the next step this year. Uh, was definitely a rough season. Can you kind of fill us in on how the Browns are feeling, what your what your thoughts on his season were? Yeah, Scott Petrick is who you're talking about, right, who covers the Browns. Uh, and, and, you know, that was an opinion, um, certainly by someone, and people uh, have different views. I, I went into the 2011 season looking and hoping for the very best from him, quite obviously. Um, the record was 4-12, and so that's not going to reflect well pretty much on anyone's performance. But I thought Colt had his moments where he did play well, and I thought he had his moments where he struggled and looked like a young guy, starting for the first, you know, being the first full-time uh, starter in his career uh, at the NFL level. And I, I think there was also a learning curve extremely difficult for him, um, as it was for a lot of younger players with a first-year head coach in Pat Shermer, the new scheme that he brought, which was very different from what Colt McCoy played in and learned uh, in 2010 under Eric Mangini, and no offseason because of the lockout to really uh, uh, get acclimated with that. Now, you could say, well, there were other teams, San Francisco being one of them, that had a first-year head coach, went through the same challenges and ended up being on the doorstep of the Super Bowl. But uh, I think the situation was different with the Browns, especially because of supporting cast. And and that's where judging and evaluating Colt McCoy uh, can be a challenge because you look at uh, what did he have in the way of, of protection. He was under siege quite a bit with an offensive line that had a rookie starter at left guard and and a near rookie starter at right guard. Uh, The left guard, Jason Pinkston, stepping in for an injured Eric Steinbach who went down with a season-ending injury uh, before the season began. And uh, Sean Laval was a young man at right guard. And you had Tony Pachos kind of battling through injuries at right tackle. The two anchors, of course, the center, Alex Smith, the right tackle, excuse me, the left tackle, Joe Thomas, very stable in what they were doing, but that's two out of five where you you, you really have to depend on everybody. Um, And I don't know at times if he had the best help from his receiving core. Um, Those guys were also in in a transitional stage and and very young group. I mean, the only real sage veteran, if you can call him that, was Joshua Cribs, and and he's a specialist who spent time at receiver, ended up being the number two receiver on the team in total receptions. Uh, But I I think from a help standpoint, uh, that factored into things with Colt as well. I, I think Colt still has promise. Uh, I would not be of a mind to give up on him, uh, but it'll be interesting to see going forward what happens you know, with with uh, this team and, and with him and this team and his future. My sense is uh, that he's going, there, there's a very good chance that he's the starting quarterback for the Browns in 2012. A very good chance of that happening. Nothing's been locked in. So that's my opinion. Uh, that's not coming from the head coach or coming from the evaluators. They've all said, uh, Basically, that they're still going to judge this thing and make up their mind. Mike Holmgren, the team president, on record is saying uh, that that the Browns will go after a quarterback. He wants them to do that every year as part of his regime. Bringing in a new guy uh, is is always at, at that position is always important. Whether that guy is you know someone who comes in with the fourth overall pick or the 22nd overall pick or anything higher or lower than that remains to be seen. Well, and that actually 
takes me into my next question. You know, Colt being a really intelligent guy and also traditionally a very accurate passer, having watched West Coast offenses back to the Bill Walsh days, we thought he'd be a really good fit in this West Coast offense under Shermer. Now, they've said for years that typically that's a three-year learning curve to master that offense. So I guess what's the sense in headquarters of what his grasp and his progress was that on that this year? Well, I, my, my feeling talking with those folks for uh, the radio show and other uh, media contributions that I make to the, to the Browns, uh, hearing from the decision makers is, you know, they do see progress there and they do see a guy who became more comfortable with what he was doing, a better understanding uh, toward the latter part of it. The other unfortunate thing is he suffers uh, a concussion uh, with three games left. So he only gets a, a 13 games. I say only, but I mean, 13 games is not 16 games. And you'd like to have seen how it finished out for him and, and how it could have been if he were healthy the whole way through. But I think as it went on, it was interesting to me that that final game that he played at Pittsburgh on Thursday night, they came out as a, as a team, as an offense, the Browns, and attacked. They were attacking uh, that 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 uh, Steeler defense, which is so aggressive, and, and making their aggressiveness work against the Steelers, and and having some success. And it just led you to think what might have been. I mean, it really was kind of uh, you know it's it, it's sad to see anybody have to uh, take the hit that he took and 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 then end up uh, you know being knocked out knocked. Uh, off the, the playing for the rest of the season. But beyond that is the idea that that was an opportunity when you saw the progress that he was making, uh, that it looked like that could have turned into something pretty special because it just it just was so impressive. It was aggressive, and, and you had the Steelers on their heels in their stadium. I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, and then you mentioned getting him some weapons. We've obviously seen a few flashes here and there from the young receivers, Little and Mossaquai. Do you get the sense that this is that they'll be targeting wide receivers or playmakers in this draft, possibly like a Justin Blackman or somebody like that available early? And then also, what's your feel on the running back situation? Are you guys settled there? Well, one of the things that this Browns uh, personnel staff and coaching staff does extremely well is keep their cards so close to their vest. I think it's inside the vest and, and maybe even inside the flesh. You can't see uh, what those cards look like. So no one's giving an indication of what their plans are. But I will say this. I've heard in general terms, and this has been said uh, publicly, uh, that I think they would you know, certainly have an eye uh, toward offense in general after two years of drafting defense. And I would think for Pat Shermer's sake, quarterback-minded, you know, former quarterback coach, an offensive-minded guy, offensive, former offensive coordinator, that, he, that uh, you know, now that, that this will be his second draft as a head coach, uh, he'd like to see this team get some help on that side of the ball after doing really an exceptional job finding four starters, Joe Hayden and, and uh, 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 T.J. Ward uh, in 2010 at corner and safety, um, and Ward was hurt last year, but he's going to be a, a, a very solid and, and I think a long-term answer there, and then finding the two defensive of lineman Phil Taylor from Baylor, uh, and then having Jabal Sheard from Pitt uh, at that uh, at that end spot this past draft. So they found to find four starters in two drafts is pretty remarkable on the defensive side of the ball. Now I think the focus will be more offensive oriented, and in my mind, you know those the positions you mentioned uh, in no particular order. I mean, getting an offensive lineman would be helpful to this passing game, would help make the existing receivers better. But if there are receivers out there, high high impact kinds of guys. Yeah, you take a look at those. And free agency is another place you can go. You know, March 13th, 13th when that begins, they'll have an eye, I'm sure, on those spots. But the Browns.
Browns are very selective about those choices. They do want to focus in the draft. They have nine picks in this draft. They have two in the first round. Uh, I mentioned those fourth and 22nd overall picks. That can give them maybe some flexibility to do some movement, maybe accumulate even more picks uh, through trading and, and see what you get there. Uh, but it, But it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if they ended up finding you know, more of that help on the offensive side of the ball in this draft. And Vic, one last question for you. Because another, another player that a lot of people in Central Texas are obviously very aware of, very interested in, is a guy you mentioned, Robert Griffin III. Uh, I know you say that the Browns keep their cards real close to their vest. Is there any sense as to what might happen if he's on the board when you guys are picking early in the first round? Not that I have in terms of a sense. No, I, I don't know that there's any inclination whatsoever uh, on the part of the Browns. I think he's an interesting player. You know, the guy that I've observed, an interesting player. Want to do some more, me personally, want to do some more research on him to see what they have there. Looked like a guy who um, was under a lot of pressure a lot of times, throwing with a lot of people in his face and, and, and making plays with a lot of people in his place, face. Looks like he has a good arm. Um, I don't know if he's the most explosive runner that I've seen, just, you know, hearing those comparisons with Michael Vick um, and and you know Michael Vick's a, a super fast guy and and I don't know that he's that guy but he certainly looks to me like a guy with you know that talent level that that I'm intrigued with but I have no idea whatsoever uh, what he what his uh, what the Browns feelings are from the personnel standpoint in him terrific information for our listeners Vic Carucci senior editor Cleveland Browns thank you so much for your time uh, have a great senior bowl 2012. Thank you.